The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 138 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. In two weeks, SoonerCon is coming to the Reed Center, but before that happens, our friends at Tower Theater want to get you ready for all the geeky goodness. A week of festivities leading up to SoonerCon, and here to talk about it, Steven Tyler. Steven, boy, welcome back. We're so yeah. glad to have you back. Well, I'm glad to be here. And tell me. What is going on this as we get ready for SoonerCon? Uh, well, you know, we always look for some reason to, <laughs> to show movies at Tower, especially if we can find like a theme that kind of makes it easy to decide because there's so many movies out there. How do you decide? Um, so we talked about SoonerCon and it was like, oh, an excuse to show a bunch of like super geeky, nerdy films from all of our childhoods, yes. <laughs> right? which sounds which really familiar the to the last few CCs. themes that I've done too. As you can see there's a trend forming here. It's working um, for all why of us. If, so. if you don't, if you run a theater, what's why the not? point? Yeah, if you're not, not watching movies that, that you love, that you, love. <laughs> that you grew up with, exactly. So we're kind of kicking it off on. I'm gonna have to like open up and look at this. Oh I, yes, please, I honestly yeah. can't keep dates. There's, in my there's, head more. Yeah. there's this the, thing well, is, there is so much going on that pulling out a cheat sheet to figure it out is not abnormal. Yeah, and we have so much going on at Tower. You, it, it's doubly so or yeah. triply so with concerts and events. I just cannot keep track of it. Yeah. Uh, so really, I, I, we, this isn't like an essentially part of Geek Week, but it, I, when is when is this coming out? Uh, today. We're going to, okay, yeah, I'm just going to turn around and immediately put this on. on well, SoundCloud. then you could kind of say it starts tomorrow because I'm showing a double feature of Alien and Aliens. What? Oh, yeah. Back to back. Snap. So that that's not like officially part of the quote unquote geek week, but I mean it might as But anyone that has seen Infinity Wars knows that that ties in. <laughs> but I think it is. I well I think it actually is kind I'm of I mean, ask it's, you about that it's sci fi. First <laughs> yeah. off. I mean right there, it's it's sci fi, it's eighties, it's awesome. And one of the few times I would actually say the um, sequel was as good, if not better, than the original. Now, that's hard to say because yeah. it's one of the few times where the, where the original was truly phenomenal. Yeah. Alien was... It's, it's the epic story yeah, of a woman's struggle to save her cat. Yes, it's, it is. It <laughs> is. I mean, it, but it's a it, love story, it's, really. But Aliens was so amazing and we have so many incredible moments. Michael the game Bean. over, man, yeah. game over. Right? There are so many amazing yeah. moments in that movie I that... I have never seen it. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Either? Either. <laughs> oh. I don't think my the brother... Only one I don't think my brother will talk to you. is Alien versus Predator when he, she has... Oh, the, honey, the, just oh, forget no, that no, ever no, happened. No, no, and it, I was like, mm, There is mm, no... Forget that happened. I mean, I, I've... There are, watch Alien Aliens. Yeah. You have to see those. Everything yeah. else is just... Maybe John, you can John see it and it might be okay. You They're might fun. like it, but... No, Alien, because of its, first off, its, it's filmmaking Is that the one quality. where they 
shoot him out the airlock. That's where the whole airlock thing came from. Well, spoiler. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think yes. that one's... 1976, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, came out. Yes. hugely strong female protagonist. Yeah, right. Well, Riley. A cat named Riley. Jonesy. Sigourney Ripley. Weaver Ripley. Is, Ripley. is phenomenal. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's wonderful. John yeah. Hurt. And, yes. I know John Hurt. John Hurt. I'm, John still, Hurt. I'm still not ready uh, to like, watch Ian this. Holm. And Not yeah, the, um, I mean, yeah, the knife trick is in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? the knife trick is in Aliens. Aliens, aliens. too. That's what they're yeah, that's well, aliens yes. with an yes. S. Yes. Which is the other thing that I, I, I like how that's about the only because it was it was the first time we really saw we didn't just do an we didn't just do add a two to it. Yeah, we yeah. actually did something that was different, and it was obviously different. And I think that's why it works as a sequel mm-hmm. because it's not just a replay of the first one because you really couldn't have a replay of the first one. Well, right. the, whole, the whole point that they didn't know what they were landing on, now they do, and now they just need to avoid it, and so they throw a bunch of more at them. Yeah. And also, right. I think the other thing was what I loved about Aliens was in Alien, we found out that they had like an acid blood, yeah. but you really couldn't use that in Alien because that meant the being had to be cut. In Aliens, the acid blood came up all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it's I a character. Was fabulous. Yeah. 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 It's interesting too because I I saw I'm pretty sure I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. Oh really? Because I mean I think I, I did was too. Born in like eighty two, so like mm-hmm. these were, and it's interesting to like it's one of the few sort of sequel pairs that it almost doesn't matter which order you watch them. Right, because like, they're such different. Because Alien as a prequel to Aliens for me was fantastic. It was like, oh my gosh, that's that's what the that's cat why. is. Exactly. That's exactly. why exactly. That's who. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she cares about Jonesy. Exactly. Okay, like, it's, it's one of the few prequels that would, or preludes yeah, it, it that would work as a prequel. Yeah, yeah. It, it totally doesn't matter what it would, because I agree. I saw Aliens. It's fun both ways. Here's where we came yeah. from. Here's why, where it happened. And that's an interesting way to look at that. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. That's how you make a good prequel, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got, that, we got that story. going on uh, got that Monday, Monday the 11th. Yeah. Um, and then, again, it's not technically part of Geek Week, but I kind of, the theme sort of stretched the month. Geek Week is just sort of the concentrated push into SoonerCon. Right. Is there um, a special? Are you guys doing? Is there? Is there a month? Because last May was animation. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a full-on theme for the month. But once we started talking about Geek Week, I was like, well, let me just pick out other great films that people know that maybe are a little bit broader reach. Yeah. Like we did um, the Thing and Fly double feature uh, mm-hmm. last week, uh, just because those are like. Because who's not madly in love with Jeff Goldblum even right. in those movies? Oh, no, 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 no. And then we did a, a Jaws and Jurassic Park deal. Um, and the, <laughs> that was kind of an, an ode to Spielberg and the summer right. blockbusters. And I got a couple more of those coming up. Um, but even before we get to Geek Week, Thursday the 14th, we've got a special showing of Black Panther. Um, yes, we do. And we're bringing that, interestingly enough. How are you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Oh, we're bringing that because the night before Tower, we have a concert with a group called SOBXRBE who produced the song Paramedic, which is track seven on the Black Panther soundtrack. Jinx. (laughs) So it was weird because I've been looking for, I've been wanting to show Black Panther um, just because it's an awesome film and it came out and like I kept, it was doing so well in the theater they just kept pushing the release date back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to show it like months ago and finally it was like, oh, by the way, this is available now mm-hmm. and I looked at the calendar and the first available date was the day after this band. I'm like, how, this is perfect. Just, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. There's no Star. other reason to do it other than just put these things together not, and kind yeah. of show you the cool things that can happen when you're running a music venue that's also a movie theater. That's yeah, right. Story. And even though we're not doing a movie around it, the night before that on Tuesday, just to continue the movie trend, we have the Bacon Brothers. So nice. Kevin Bacon will be in the house oh, on right. Tuesday night. 
love the awesome, cool, new, modern hip-hop of SOBXRB. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, honestly, if they pronounce it or if it's just all an acronym. Then Black Panther. But that's where we really um, get into Geek Week is starting Sunday the 17th mm-hmm. um, with a – it's not a triple feature, but we're doing three different features that day of NeverEnding Story. The NeverEnding Story. Same. Just have to right, because yeah. no one can say that name without <laughs> immediately <laughs> dropping it. into the song. <laughs> Uh, followed that's at starting at noon uh, or twelve thirty actually is the showtime on that one, and then we're doing uh, Flight of the Navigator <gasps> at three thirty. Oh yeah. Okay, so that was a controversial movie in my home. I loved Flight of the Navigator. My brother and older sister hated. Flight oh, it was of the just because that, that's what made it controversial. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, <laughs> I was, was going to say, I was like, what? We is would the- all take turns because we were all homeschooled, and you know isolated so we'd take turns watching movies and i'd be like flight of the navigator guys and there's all no and then my three younger siblings were born and i showed them flight of the navigator and then they got on my team and so it ended up four to two yeah. and then it was like yeah flight of the navigator he does the Wee herman voice you can't beat it yeah i mean you just, <laughs> it's just such a weird movie it was really yeah. bizarre like i went back and watched it and i was like there's little creatures in it That's and everything. I, I know I've seen. I, I just I remember nothing about it. The I know I've seen iconic it, just, silver you know. spaceship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I I remember. I oh. forgot. Yeah. Well. Well. The, and what, then like the nineties were really the harsh navigator, on me. Or the <laughs> little assistant droid thing was yeah. really odd too. Like he was like going yeah, around. It was the a ship weird puppet movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it all took place inside the ship, and then there were all these little creatures, and then the robotic thing, which was. Uh, voiced by um, Paul Rubin, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So he gets in, he drops into the Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, <laughs> love, love, uh, love him. Which I thought was a great thing because like it, it's a, it was an attempt for the artificial intelligence on this ship to kind of learn how to speak with the kid, and so he goes and just consumes a bunch of pop culture, <laughs> yeah. like through television transmissions, yeah. and then comes out as Pee Wee Herman, effectively. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which makes a whole lot. Yes, of sense. it does. <laughs> really. Especially at that time. And then yeah, uh, say 80s after Flight of the Navigator, we're wrapping up Sunday with Dark Crystal. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Um, the documentaries on Dark Crystal are fantastic. Dude, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. Oh, no. We've, we watched we've, it. it is, watched it's a regular it. thing in our house. We, Aiden, we will sit him down and, and, and watch Dark Crystal or Labyrinth. Um, those are, they are they're For some amazing. Reason, I yeah. lump it in with Secret of Nim. Yeah, I love, uh, and it I goes and it, it goes the direction of Plague Secret Dogs of Nim, for by me. The way, and I'm like, I the children know. in Secret of Nim were Will Wheaton and Shannon Doherty. Were they really? What? Wow. Okay, that's amazing. I didn't know that. A little, little right. bit of trivia there for you. That's, that's right. But yes, uh, I I love uh, uh, Dark Crystal. I know I loved of it. Its storyline. I think it is. It was original and unique and. It took a while for it to become the cult classic it is, but I think it has become that, yeah. and it's been amazing. Because people are realizing, especially when we got into the world and age of uh, uh, digital special effects, yeah, what it really meant for Jim Henson and these these creators to create this world, when nowadays you just throw that up on a computer, you wouldn't have to right. worry about it. Yeah. You know? And Practical I think there is so much more appreciation for what these uh, what these uh, m- Puppet masters basically were able to do. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. At the end of this, since you said the phrase puppet masters, I have to tell you guys oh, about yes. something. <laughs> some, a film I saw at Dead Center. I got to tell you about it. Uh, oh, but anyways, oh, I yes. think we've heard it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, might have heard it. I want to hear it. Yes, I want to hear it. Yes, I do want to hear it. 
and I, I haven't confirmed, but I'm I'm desperately I'm I'm like let's say seventy percent sure that I will be getting the uh, 4K remaster of Dark Crystal. Oh, oh. Wow. I'm trying. I haven't confirmed that yet, but I'm I'm shooting. I'm what shooting time for is it. the Dark Crystal? Uh, that's at five thirty. Five thirty. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is uh, that is technically considered one of our projector club style events. So in between Flight of the Navigator and Dark Crystal, uh, Wafty Show will be hosting a, a little discussion nice. panel. So oh good. Well, probably I think we're more going to be talking mostly going to be talking about Neverending Story, mm-hmm. maybe Flight of the Navigator because I feel like a lot of people haven't seen Flight of the Navigator. It was not but as it, popular. As I it agree. Was a weird I feel like classic. it's not that. And yeah. Never Neverending Story, I think, was actually strangely enough the most popular of those three when it came out. Yeah. Um, but I think Dark Crystal, uh, it eventually, it, 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 I don't think it quite left the theater before people started realizing, uh, you need to go see this in the theater before it leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neverending Story, uh, the DeBars soundtrack hit the, yeah. it did the pop mm-hmm. uh, charts. And, and, and so I think it became, it became so popular, it, it got a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a, never ending story and a, two that and was a, and a third one, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, did it get a third it, one? It did get a third one. I, I it, um, Everyone's been traumatized by the Atreyu. Atreyu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Atreyu. Oh, oh, it's oh, not Artex, you've got to be happy. Still not okay. Still not okay. get to you, man. Okay. Yeah, still not okay. That turtle. But that turtle. That two-dual turtle. More lag. More lag scared the. And yeah. out of when I was a kid, my that cat was... looks like a luck dragon. So, oh, yeah. I but, it, love yeah. but one dragon. of the great things about the never ending story, and I was actually talking to my fiance about this, is you can delve so philosophically into that movie because, <laughs> like, we were talking about the giant turtle is like a nihilist, he's just like, Psh, the world's over, doesn't matter anymore, mm-hmm. you that know, and like, it would be something, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, it's a real <laughs> deep dive and like kind of an introductory into nihilism for children yes. and how to fight against it and how you have to have that one hope and that one, you know, oh, thing yeah. to continue yeah. on and stuff. And so, it's, it's the never new story can get pretty. Uh, existentially deep yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. and the princess goes on to be an american beauty yes she's an american beauty she's the neighbor yeah that he I films the the one that he f- actually she's kevin whole, spacey's the, daughter yes really yes i know thing. It, it took me have to, i can't pull her i can't pull her up in that she's movie she's got pink in eyeliner in the, you the, mean, you mean the empress right i mean the, the empress, empress yeah right yeah she uh she she's the the adorable daughter in American Beauty. Of course, my, my favorite I watched part of that, that was one time. not the blonde. The the voiceover from Daryl who would always go, you know, the Empress, yeah. the Tower. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Which I, I, don't, like, I don't remember his name. I think of Daryl because he, he went on to do this where he played a robot named Daryl. Daryl was awesome. The movie, yes. And so uh, I used to remember the Sebastian that was his name. Was, oh, yeah, Was Sebastian. the actual character's name. Sebastian. Yes. But Daryl, yes. That and Chomps. Um, so I'm just really going. This is my no, movie. yeah. That, that okay. movie was my jam, but it, <laughs> it, it traumatized me. So yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. We watched um, it all the time. Yeah, that's never, never any stories. Fantastic. Never, never any anyway. stories. Two, not so much. Yeah. Um, so no, no. Uh, yeah. so then so then that's Sunday. That's your that's family Sunday. day. So that's family, just yeah, Sunday. family yeah, day. That's, that's like you probably need to bring your kids to all these movies because oh, if yes. they haven't seen them, they should. They yeah. need to. Uh, so Especially then Monday, Monday night, we shift gears a little bit, and we go to Tron, <laughs> um, mm. one of my all-time mm. favorites. One of the best soundtracks <laughs> to yes. ever exist. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and it, uh, 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 just a different – If you, I, I watched it, of course, obviously watched it recently, um, and 
you know, the it was the beginning of computers. And mm-hmm. so yeah. we didn't know really what computer, but they are fairly spot on to the idea behind what computers would eventually become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of the, the 70s and late 70s, early 80s ideas of what a computer would be was more, um, wasn't quite as, as spot on, yeah. but mm-hmm. Tron had it. Yeah. And yeah. the idea of it, and it was, it's wonderful. So it's, it's why I think it worked so well to become, uh, what, 30 years later, you could go, yeah, that could easily be a sequel because you just go, yeah, I can believe that, mm-hmm. that they had it, they knew what they were doing. Someone had their, uh, their, 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 their hand on the pulse. On the pulse you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the the parallels from Tron to even like the Matrix are right. dramatic, and that yes. that's a big deal. It's like you got like thirty years of time between those two films, and the Matrix is picking kind of right up off those things of being plugged into the system and yeah. mm-hmm. and programs as characters, and they all have specific tasks, and they're doing these things, and how they interact with the human presences mm-hmm. that are in the system. It's just, it's it was an amazing movie and Tron Legacy also like I actually loved. Tron oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was great. And I yeah. don't understand why it did not do as well because it was I thought it was a perfect sequel. I think it didn't that really kind of kick off the idea of hey, are there any movies from 30 years ago that we can do a sequel to now? I mean, yeah. wasn't that one of the first was, ones that really and and it to, seems like it was and to uh, basically youthen uh, Jeff Bridges by uh, using computer yeah. animation, <laughs> which is creepy. Uh, which is creepy, but it worked. It I did work. Song yeah. went, uh, that and looks then, like you know. And then we've seen that continue on with yeah. like that scene in um, I think it's Civil War where, where Iron Man's giving the speech to MIT yep. and he's see a young the, Robert, yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. and then the young. Uh, Kurt Russell and, and Guardians. Guardians Guard like, yep. mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love that that kind of thing, if that was the first sort of attempt at that sort of digital youthfulness, yeah. I love that it got better. And it did get it, better. Well, I think when they when they first show him at the very beginning of Tron Legacy, you go, uh, it's kind of looks yeah. a little bit plasticky. But then when he is playing uh, Clue. The Clue, you go, well, he is a computer. So if he looks a little bit digitized, that's then kind of works. okay because yeah. he's a program. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. So it worked. And I just, yeah, and it, it was just wonderful to see him young again. Um, it was yeah. wonderful. And I I thought it was a great, and the soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. The oh, soundtrack. my gosh. The, um, that I mean, was um, who, Daft Punk. Daft Punk, who did it. Yeah. And it Which, is, I've still got the soundtrack, and I'll just throw it on um, because it is phenomenal. Um, and so I thought it was a great sequel, but yeah, it didn't do as well in the box office as I figured it yeah, would do. But, I still don't know why. Yeah, because I thought it was great. But everyone I've talked to loves it. Like, yeah. I haven't met oh, one yeah. person that goes, ugh. It's because yeah, also well. the group we hang around with. Would, well, would <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I, I am in the world around where, like, a very diverse doesn't sell hanger comics, outer. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm yes, not. Thank you. Rightfully I'm so. not. I just hang out with geek people. Did any of you ever watch uh, Tron Uprising <laughs> yes. on Disney yeah. XD? That was a fantastic Wonderful. series, too. It only lasted for, like, what, two seasons? Yeah. Um, and disappointing, too, because it was, if I remember correctly, it was the same artist who did Aeon Flux from yeah. the old <gasps> MTV. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. And it was amazing animation. Amazing! If you get a chance to see it, Aeon Flux was based on Aeon Flux. Netflix now has it. Yeah. So if you get a chance to see, Netflix has it. I think, and okay. it is yeah. so good. All right. Um, really wonderful stuff. The Tron is seven. Yes. That one is the eighteenth. Oh no no no! Sorry. Yes. Yes. Eighteenth. Six o'clock. Yes. Six o'clock. Six. Okay. Yep. And um, okay, so we got. And then you, you guys are hosting that. Who we are? What? Y'all are right. What? Yes, we're hosting it. We we're doing a what? Club deal. You know, I gotta right. say, ever since I'm I got, so I, I don't know if it was this. luck or whatever, but the fact, you know, not or bad luck. Ever since I started working the morning show, 
There's now all these things that go on in the evening. There was never yeah. anything going on in the evening. There was never anything. When, we when we started doing this, there was never anything. We, no. So, I, yeah. so everybody, Tuesday morning, I might be a little tired. That's okay. It's all uh, right. It's okay. I have other people to carry that on. That's right. So stick yeah. around for that. And then uh, Tuesday, let me go back to my main list here. Yeah. Tuesday, we've got, oh, speaking of anime, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Yes! Yes! Gundam Wing Endless Waltz was the cornerstone of my 12 through 15-year-old childhood. There we go. Uh, I had all of them memorized. I was in love with Hiro Yui and <laughs> Troa Barton. So tell us what it's about. Uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz uh, starts after the animated series. I believe there is uh, two seasons to Gundam Wing. Uh, there's a, like a two-part series. There's and it's and Gundam Wing. You have to have some backstory. It's all about kind of the um, duality of using drones. Like, is it really war if there's no human lives involved? Is kind oh. of the uh, uh, you know if you're just pressing a button, does it count? You know, type of. It, it really tackled some big issues, and it was like on tsunami at like three, <laughs> and so like, right. all these kids are like tackling these big issues, That's going. Like- you know, that just uh, reminds me of Hulu popping up last <laughs> month. That was Grave of the Fireflies, and it was like, like you that, know, that's a hard featuring this month. You know, I'm like, what? But um, <laughs> Endless Waltz takes part after that, so I think it time skips like two years. Like the the uh, five Gundam pilots have kind of disbanded. Um, I think Quatra shoots his Gundam into the sun, and like Troa's back with the circus, and yes. and uh, yeah, he Tro- Troa Barton, and, and and Hiro Yui's like hiding out in some space station, and Wu Fang is uh, Wu Tang what Wu Fang Wu Fang uh, uh, <laughs> close, but um, he's with like his military people, and one two three four, who am I missing? Quatra, Hiro, Troa, Wu Fang. Which one am I missing? And Kiop. Duo, Duo Maxwell. Duo Maxwell is running a junk shop because he's a real life person. And so, (laughs) and selling space parts. And so, anyways, this little kid ends up like trying to take, she is the descendant of Trey's and he's like this really high military um, individual and he she tries to take up her her father's work and tries to take over all the um colonies and so it's basically they have to they got to get the band back together and (laughs) and, uh go take care of things where would you put this in in, yeah well where would you put this in the in the realm of anime as far as other animes is it is it like one of the top ones in your opinion and i am a huge uh Mecca, yeah, a fan like any sort of Mecca animes. I'm just like, really? and I, I like making model kits and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I, I uh, in my high school years, I was I had tons of model kits and stuff because so I could do watch the anime and be like, then I'm gonna make this really intricate thing and uh, and paint it and then just let it sit there and look at it. That's exactly what, <laughs> what else is. What other reason is there to do that? And just and put it on a shelf and go. But that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to admire this from time to time. And so, show it to so, other people. So you, but, but you would you would suggest it? I would yeah. highly suggest. It. Also, the soundtrack's really good in that too. Like like Gundam had a great soundtrack. I had all the soundtracks, yeah, and each yeah. character had a sound, their own soundtrack. Like that that was like twelve tracks long. 
because like they had had their character soundtrack and then their emotional soundtrack then their sad soundtrack really? and then, yeah so like for whatever emotion was going on what Japanese years, were very what, yeah like, what year is this movie do, I'm, we, do we know I'm what do you know sure. about what year this uh, I think Gundam Wing Endless Waltz came out in 2000 or 2001 okay uh, and Gundam came out in like 1994. So it's in that realm of when anime was really, actually, really. I mean, it, it's still good right now, but I mean, at that time. Yeah. Um, it was limited, was but really very popular. Yeah. Because uh, with Toonami, uh, you, you were pretty much stuck with Toonami or whatever was showing on sci fi at the time. Mm-hmm. And then sci fi stopped uh, showing anime, which really disappointed me. Yeah, but, especially uh, since they went well, mostly to wrestling. A lot of things sci-fi did really disappoint me over the years. <laughs> in the ni- especially let's, in the 90s. Let's not, let's not talk about the actual name change to Sifi. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> and then and then they shifted back to actual sci-fi programming, but left the stupid name. The CP like, name, yeah. which I don't under, I don't. That's understand really my that. problem because now the programming is I fantastic. I still don't understand S Y F Y. I I I just like. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Don't anyway. get me started. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, maybe right, SEO. Maybe search engine optimization. <laughs> searching probably. sci-fi on the internet goes everywhere. Yeah. And takes you down true. a rabbit hole you <laughs> may not want to go. They, they, yeah. Um, okay, so okay. we've got a panel for that one. And yeah, uh, Harold from Toons oh, Toons yes, hosting, okay. of course. Uh, Harold! So, surprise, an anime with a great soundtrack. Uh, sure. My Toons Toons. That sounds I have my right. Toons Toons sticker right here on my, my big cup right here. <laughs> then we get into Wednesday, which we are going with Clue. <gasps> the old Clue? Uh, the, the original. The Madeline Kahn. I, I think the only Flames. Clue that I'm aware of. I think they're making a new one. They I, no, need they to shouldn't. stop. Nope. They need to they stop. <laughs> They, and and yeah, Tim I mean, I, there are a lot of things that, that I think I don't have a problem necessarily with making a remake. But this one, um, and, this one, and no, this feels like a, it was a perfect it. storm of just these actors at a specific time yes. being thro- yes. thrown into a house together. And I almost feel like the entire movie was just ad-libbed, ad-libbed. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I got Oki Show Show to host this panel. Yes, perfect, Yay. because oh, the yes. movie feels like it's a giant improv to me, and so. It, I, Really, it is. You nailed that I one. Think yeah. Th- I think there are times. Because it does feel like they threw them all in and went, go. But look yeah. who they yeah, look at dead. The cast. Figure it out. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm sure there were times when they probably were sitting around the writing room, and I would not be surprised if a couple of them were just kind of, you know, Madeline Kahn's Madeline flames, Kahn does her flames thing. Flames on the yeah. side of yeah. my yeah. face. Yes. Yeah. Flames. Flaming flames. Flaming, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Flaming flames. I could imagine I her, her kind so of going, much. let's add that in. Because I'm sure there was a lot of writing, you know, co-writing that, that, that they would do. Um Phenomenal! I think Clue is just awesome. and every. It's funny because every time they always talk about they're making a movie based off of some kind of board game, they're like, "That's gonna fail," and I'm like, "Actually, actually, yeah. have you there played is Clue? One that succeeded. Now, not that it is the it is the. What do you have? What about one? Battleship? Well, well, I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was gonna actually say there there <laughs> are <That> sleeper <laughs> hit Battleship that we all. There you are know. two With quintessential Rihanna. board game movies in my mind. And that's Clue and Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jumanji, Jumanji kind of went the count. other way, and Jumanji doesn't count game. because it's not, not a actually a game. But they they then created a board game yes. version of Jumanji, so yes. it kind of went both ways. But it was that was actually the original. It was the original theme for the mm-hmm. night was board games. Yes. Because the idea was to open the space up and have... It's kind of like when they turn video games into movies. It yeah. doesn't usually It doesn't always, yeah. yeah. You know? What's what really funny was because actually uh, it just reminds me, Friday night we were playing D&D and we were playing, uh, we realized about halfway through that we were playing Clue Someone had written a module for D and D that was basically clue. We had to figure out who murdered this person, where they murdered them, and with what. And I'm like, we're playing Clue here. That's that's hilarious because I was playing D and D last night, and it was basically an episode of Criminal Minds that they had done just for me because I know I'm a huge fan of Criminal Minds. We've gone like 
so many episodes. I know, I out. but I bought a t-shirt, a Criminal Minds t-shirt with Bless decals, and I put, I'm going to put, as soon as it comes in, I'm going to put that decal on my Bless your heart. That's, I feel like, that's I feel the first like we time need to, like, take a drink or something. In, like, several months. Yeah. Um, Everyone at but, home, take a shot. But yes, cl- <laughs> yes, Clue is, uh, is fantastic. And again, I think one of the few, not only is it, is it uh, a board game that was made into a movie that works, it's, it's a movie that actually is better than the board game. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, infinitesimally. Very, very. Josh Unruh and I, yeah, yeah. we we yeah. will throw down um, with anyone who's like, but Clue is really Clue fun. Clue is amazing. Um, I, yeah, again, amazing cast. Uh, it's not fun and, when you and, play with. It, the only thing I problem I have with Clue is the fact that I I still to this day miss Madeline Kahn. Uh, I can't get over her loss, and we're not. And we just move it's on. Just, yeah, we just don't it talk is. About it, it because so every time I see her, it's like. You, that was that was to she this day she could still model. be acting she could still be blowing us all away with her comic mm-hmm. style and we're lost and we're all at a loss yeah. because she's gone she's gone. the one that was willing to um commit to the bit mm-hmm. look ridiculous be you know she was not afraid to look ridiculous do a pratfall yeah um she would do anything for the joke and like that was such an unusual thing for such a beautiful like she refused to be put into that beauty that box of beautiful and that's it. She was gorgeous she and was yet hilariously gorgeous, funny. And then she would do the pratfall. She would make the mm-hmm. stupid accent. She would look, you know, yeah. Oh, she, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein anyone, anyone great like examples her. of that. She's yeah. phenomenal. So, so that's our ode to Rant over, Madeline. Yeah. We love you. Um, and you got Okie Show Show's doing the panel on uh, yep. on that night with Clue. So Thursday night. Thursday night. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. Although I like Holy Grail better. I have I like my Oscar. degree. We, I, I, I agree. And I, we, uh, <coughs> Cinematropolis uh, is hosting this, Caleb. Yeah. And he landed on Raiders of the Lost Ark because even though I think, I feel like we had this discussion and he said that we agreed that Holy Grail was better mm-hmm. or Last Crusade was better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Last Crusade Grail. is um, the ultimate. But that, that Raiders of the Lost Ark is kind of like that. That's the quintessential. Yes. Yeah. And technically, if you don't have that one, you and don't plus have everybody hates right. Nazis. And it's so, why, you know. I mean, it's why I got my degree. Yeah, and of course, no it, joke. It, it was really funny. It was I guess watching was it Big Bang Theory where they for the first time they said that there's the, the 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 big plot hole the the story. Oh you, yeah, the movie completely. Well, like, but see now, but and here's the thing. Okay, so you know about this, right? Cares. The, 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 I've heard, I can't remember. What I have no idea what you're talking about. The plot hole is that that. Indy actually had no, he had no effect on the movie itself. The the Germans, oh, the right. Nazis, still would have taken the 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 ark, and they still would have stolen it. They still would have uh, gone to the island. They still would have opened it up, and that would have been it. Um, so, well, except he's the one that figured out the translation for the staff height. That's the thing. But he they could they'd already fi- the they'd already figured pl- out. Well, they but he if they had, leads them. Okay. So that's that's what led to me back arc. to here we go. Yeah. So here's my theory. It, that led them back to the, they would have had the medallion because they showed up a little bit later and they would have just stolen her, stolen it and killed her. M- uh, oh, Meryl. Uh, yeah. What's her uh, name? Her? Mar- Marianne. Mar- oh, no, Marianne. No. No, she's in two. No. She's no, in, it's, it's, she's in one. Yeah, it's Karen Allen. I just can't remember yeah. her character's name for some reason. Anyway, but they would have killed her. And and taken the medallion, figured out both sides of it. They would have gotten into the thing. They still would have gotten the chest. Okay. They would have left. And they would have gone to the island. So, but it's not about the ark. That's a red herring. Right. The right. story is about their love affair. And listen to the music. Yeah. The music is designed to be about the love affair between Indy and 
I know people are screaming at the podcast I right know. now trying to remember her name. Um, and I'm like the biggest I'm Indiana Googling fan. I'm right now. Yeah. I'll but, give it a second. But that, 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 it's about their love affair. And because that's where it ends up is is they were estranged. Right. They were not together. And they end up together at the end. It's mm-hmm. a love story. Yeah. It's not about the arc. The arc is a red herring. So there's not a plot hole because the actual what Indy is there to do is to save her. Right. Save the girl. Right. And that's what yeah. he does. So there's not a plot hole in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders works from beginning to end. Marion. <laughs> Marianne. Her name is Mary. Not Mary Ann. Mary Marion. Like in Librarian. Like in Robin Hood. Yeah. Yes. M A R I O N. That's so mm-hmm. funny. You went to Robin Hood. I went to uh, uh, Music Man. Ah. Uh, Marion yeah. Librarian. Yep. Mary. But yes. Yes. You're but right. Marian. It's a perfect men's adventure film. It's yeah. wonderful. and Fantastic. But yes, I, awesome. I, I, wonderful. And yeah, I, I think you might be right. The Last Crusade, as far as, a, as a, just an epic adventure, uh, might be a little bit better, but you can't. You can't just just show, yeah. Last, Cru- uh, Last Crusade. You've got to show. Of course, yeah. we still use the "you picked wisely." You yeah. picked. <laughs> I loved it because I grew up extremely religiously, and they had to use the Bible a lot in it. And so, like, I was like, I know those verses. I know yeah. those verses. It was, I know it was those verses. really well done. But yeah, especially the, the, the invisible floor part was so cool to me. Oh yeah. my gosh! Just, I just watched yeah. it like the last dirt, week, yeah. and I'm like, genius! He's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. 12 year old me. Indy is a genius. Yeah, first day of. And, and you said that. Uh, who's doing. Oh, Cinematropolis is yes. doing the, the panel for that yes. one. Yeah, that's amazing. With the always excellent Caleb Masters. Yes. Yeah. So that is the bulk of the, the geek week itself, because then basically Thursday. Friday, or Friday, Friday Saturday, Con. Sunday, you, yeah. got, you got all those Con SoonerCon thing stuff. Happened. This thing which called SoonerCon. should go. But mm-hmm. we do have one more little uh, thing at the end of the month, a continuation of my little Spielberg double features. We're going to do AI and Minority Report. Ooh, I love Minority Report. Both yeah. of those movies. Yeah. Oh, AI, again, was another one that got some AI slam, but so I liked it a lot. Did, and there's the, 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 the scene where the... Because my son... Was I, he wasn't that age, but he was he was a lot younger. Uh, my older son uh, when AI came out. But the scene where she is leaving him, um, and oh, what's the name of that actor who plays the the kid in AI? Haley Joel. Haley, yeah, mm-hmm. his you know, mommy, mommy, don't leave me, don't you know that oh, I heart. lost it. I yeah. absolutely, and it's still to this day because I think because that's what my my son would do whenever I was you know leaving him for to go out you know leaving for bed or whatever he'd make that feel and it just ripped my heart out mm-hmm. um that scene i think was it's just the problem is it's such a long movie yeah um that i don't think people were expecting to see this epic because it lasts not only the movie itself but it i've only seen it like two or three times i don't um, think but people... doesn't it last like several years because he goes Oh, it it lasts like thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. And I don't think anyone went into it expecting really what it's about, which is no, no I, that that is that's one of those situations where and I think it was bad advertising. Yeah. yeah. If, if uh, you're, you know. If you tell people what they're going in to see, then I think you will get a different reaction. On, but people yeah. were walking out not realizing that that, that that was what they were going to see. Right. Was this written? This wasn't written by, this isn't based on a book by Asimov. No, it's it? it's based on Asimov's Three Laws. That's right. it. Well, yes. So it's, yes. It's and so if those, you could have told people that. Yeah, yeah I would take that into account. And then having the fact that it was started by, was this was one of the ones that was started by Kubrick? It was. Yeah. And, it was and then finished up. by Spielberg? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you just 
when you just say those things in conjunction with it, you should immediately know, oh, I'm going into something extremely yeah. epic yeah. and yeah. weird yeah. and yeah. with some sort of And it might message. change tone in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and again, that's, I think that's agreed. why there's so many times when a movie, I think, especially <sighs> movies that become kind of cult classics, because of the fact that, first off, they don't advertise them right. So the right people aren't going to first go see it in the movie theater is if you advertise that correctly, the right people go see it in the movie theater and it does well. If you don't advertise it correctly, then the wrong people go in and they walk out thinking, this well, is a horrible movie, don't go see it. And so it, it t- tends to bomb. But um, yeah, I, yeah. AI, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And what was the other, the, the, the second Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yes. One of the few yeah. Tom Cruise movies I actually she enjoyed. Based Me off too. of, also that was, that was uh, a Philip, K. Philip, Philip, Philip K. K. Dick. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, and it yeah it asks a lot of which are, which really are really and again questions. another really one where they they said deep. basically oh it's just a Tom Cruise action yeah it's just sci-fi. Mission Impossible like, in no, the future and no, no it asks if they'd said it's, it's Philip K. Dick, Dick duh it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a, dealing know, with some heavy themes dreams. it's you know this yep. is yeah this is gonna mess with your head and, and that, it did yeah how long did um did what was the one that we went and saw at the tower. Oh my gosh, Blade maybe. Runner. Blade Runner. How long did we talk about? Oh my that? gosh, four hours when we got home. Yeah, yeah. about yeah. probably about. And then so because the she had day. never seen it. Oh yeah. And so yeah. we talked about the themes and, and the and 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 it made and seeing it through her eyes, you know, yeah, we talked about it. The, the book next is day, so much more the amazing. The next week, um, and we for weeks on but that film, right. but but seeing that version of the film was just and watching it watch her watching her get to yes. see it for the first time that way was such a joy for me <laughs> yeah we went home and discussed it was incredible the whole drive back the whole way oh there, yeah the whole going back yeah. like we yeah, didn't stop talking. i still have to see 2049 really oh, just so good, good. I, I just because i and no, not because i don't want to i'm just i, I, I understand i get it i get and, it and and uh, so eventually mm-hmm. i think it it's very sometime soon. I think it's supposed to come on like HBO or something like that, and then I'll. It might actually be already. Yeah, I, you can rent it for the. Cheaper. Well, I can. I mean, I can rent it, but I. So you but can make it around your schedule. I think it's coming on HBO pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's another. Yeah. That's just another sequel thirty years yeah. later. That honestly, I think did a fantastic job. Yeah, and all of us were all like, like "No, yeah. they and they then, work." Uh, Jurassic World, um, uh, I, yeah. Mad Max. Um, there are so many great. Uh, uh, well, and and yeah, they, they they were incredible. I just I think what you have is these fans who were our age, who were kids watching these, and now are true fans writing sequels. They're not writing those sequels to make money or to right. they're making it because they love they're passionate the original and they, yeah. and they want, and they to, want see to see what more would, of the story. what would my character what would this character that i loved deeply 30 years ago be doing now well that's yeah. why i think the marvel movies have been such a success because they're, they're right fans. yeah they're written by fans yeah, yeah. like josh whedon's been a huge, huge fan since he was a kid of the Mar- of the avengers and everything and he directed you know the first really big avengers movie the original Avengers movie, and it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. And the reason was because he was passionate about these characters, and he made sure everything was cohesive. And, and more so, Kevin Feige has also been, yeah. been a big um, part of that. And too. the Russo brothers did a great heart. job with uh, the most recent one, and like they they're doing the they right do thing because it, once you get passionate people yeah. on board, the brothers, yeah. they will go above and beyond. Yeah. for that because they yeah. have they have a dog in that fight. Yeah, and yeah. when you J.J. Abrams, yep. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, and I think again, I think it's. I they think it started care. with Tron Legacy. I'm. Yeah. I, I would have to go back and look, but mm-hmm. I'm. I'm fairly because that was 2010, 
yeah. when Tron Legacy came out. And I think that was really the beginning of... I think it was of, the 30th anniversary of yeah. Tron. Yeah, so. yeah it was. It was, yeah. it was the really beginning of, hey, we could tell a story 30 years later. Um, which And actually keep that yeah. real-world time. Uh-huh. without Which, is, again, Star Wars uh, continued that on with uh, The Force Awakens. There's, yeah. So I, I really think Tron Legacy, and I, you know, I'm sure there's someone out there who's listening, he's going, no, it wasn't, it was something else. Yeah. Um, but that was the one really, I think it started out that idea of all these great movies that what would happen if you did 20, 30 years down the road, which is, again, one of the, my problems with Ghostbusters, the, the, the remake, was because if you had made that a sequel, it, it could. It would. It would have been. It would have been mind blowing, and it, it was. Yeah. It was disappointing that it was not. It was instead of being a reboot, had especially it been a, when a they had the little cameos. That's yeah. the it's thing. Like, you could have just decide. cameoed them as the characters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't. So I don't know why they didn't. I love that movie. So many strange I choices. I thought it was fantastic. It should that. have been a sequel, um, not a a reboot, because yeah. a reboot made because no sense. Because it is kind of especially because they're advertising was sounded like it was going to be a, be a sequel. sequel. Yeah. yeah. 30 yeah. years ago, and three there are parts men that tried, really you know, seem four men tried to like you know. a sequel. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so anyway. but anyway, I, I love the idea of, uh, that we're going back to these movies. We're yeah. finding out how classical they are from, from the dark crystal, um, all the way to Raiders, uh, to, you know, we're, we're going clue. We're looking at these movies and realizing what made great movies before, computer animation uh before yeah. uh, any of these special effects that you that you had what it made him great was great storytelling and yeah. if you well, take these movies and make great stories doesn't matter what your special effects are no kidding you know, let me talk raiders raiders special effects are really bad yeah, yeah. it took me I, the <laughs> first time i watched story, it like again like maybe about inside the computer uh, the face melting like about, is so bad the dude i use that gif like once the, a week the, the, the ghosts going around mm-hmm. are obviously cartoons yeah, yeah. well one of the <laughs> things that awesome. I, I like to point out is one of the things that make movies like that so great and it, i usually use lord of the rings as a mm-hmm. as a example is because like they used all special effects makeup and like that's all those movies are and it gave it some humanity especially like with the dark yeah, crystal you have a person a behind there puppeteering yeah, and so it you does have make a, it human it makes mm-hmm. it human and then like you go to the hobbit which is all cg almost all computer generated and yep. there it just loses that life and where like the yurukai and lord of the rings those are all people in costume you know, sweating their <laughs> yeah. off you know yeah. and like having to it is, it is one of the things that a lot of people have, have, have said is the difference between Marvel and to, DC mm-hmm. is that yeah. Marvel still holds to the real world, world special effects. I mean, you watch Avengers mm-hmm. and they're still doing them. Yes, there's some computer stuff going on around them, yeah. but the actors are, or, or at least if not the actors, then stunt doubles are actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mad Max. Another mm-hmm. great example of oh, yeah. just, you know, you, George we, Miller sure, is we've got special effects. Seeing the behind the scenes effect. where they have Tom Hardy actually like, strapped to those poles. <laughs> oh, yes. My like, gosh, yes. I know. And to that point, too, as you talk about, you said uh, Minority Report is one of your favorite Tom Cruise movies. I'm sorry, Mission Impossible, the entire series is amazing. Mm-hmm. And a part of it has to do with the same kind of thing. Like Tom Cruise yeah. refuses to not do those stunts. Like, yes, it's like, true. He's like, I don't there care. Take out, the, take out the billion about... dollar insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm putting strapping to the side of the plane. Yeah, because putting, a, putting it behind a green no, screen still right. makes it look I'm just real. Hard on him. It's yeah. about physics. And then, so a lot of people are saying that's one of the biggest problems with Marvel and DC is Marvel is still trying to hold. Yes, there are special effects. There are CG. But there's the humanist side to it. DC doesn't do that. And so there is no physics whatsoever it is it's just computer generated you know uh, they've taken the face of, of you know 
Henry Cavill and put it on uh, CG Superman. He's doing things that he's like, yeah, there are physics involved and you're not caring at all about yeah. them. So yeah. uh, that's one of the problems. But I, I, I think that, again, we go back to Tron and we go to Tron Legacy and we go to the idea that people are looking back at these old movies and going, what's making them great? It's mm -hmm. not the special effects. It's the storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the real world it's that special effects. It's that, you know, factor. yeah. Yeah. And then, so I'm glad, I'm glad the tower is showing these things. When is, I did not catch the date for um, AI and morning report. Uh, uh, that's the 30th. Report. It's the very okay. end of the month. So a week after, uh, Cinecon. Yeah. Um, and that's a, is that Saturday? Is that a Sunday? Saturday. It's a that's Saturday. 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 Uh, so you have no excuse not to go see, no. uh, AI and minority, minority report. Right? Yeah. Again, very, very good. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned something and this might be a typo in my notes because we talked about the length of AI. It's, I need to double check that before I say it. I was just going to say, according to my notes, AI and Minority Report have the same runtime. Really? <laughs> but I don't actually, I can't believe that that's true. Actually. I don't I know, I thought man. AI was around 230 to 245. 226 is what I have. I have a, yeah, so it's 226 on AI. Maybe it's I type, maybe awesome. I copied, actually, copy and pasted no, the, Minority Report. AI might actually be right. Minority Report, I didn't think was that long though. I thought, I, I thought it was around a two hour. Maybe I pulled a director's cut or something on that one. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know that there is one, but that's the only thing I can come <laughs> up with. There's one last uh, pair of movies that we are showing in June that I want to talk about. It's not really a part of this, but uh, actually, no, that's right. They're both the same. Really? Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> the same length. Spielberg did that on purpose. His, Spielberg's heady movies are both the same length. Right. Um, we, uh, the weekend before SoonerCon, that is the Saturday the 16th. Yes. Um, we have a really good friend in the neighborhood uh, via Amy Young at 612. Ah. One of the best people in the city, maybe on the earth. Um, but 612 is hosting an adult summer camp program mm -hmm. that day. We're doing some gardening and arts and crafts and stuff, just trying to be <laughs> something interesting for people. Cool. At the Tower so, Theater? No, they're doing it at 612. But what oh, okay. we decided to do is she wanted to have a like summer camp dance type event she wanted to take everybody and go to some sort of a dance thing so oh. we started talking about letting her come and doing it at tower so mm -hmm. we've got a little summer camp dance party um, at eight o'clock that night uh, we've got some awesome DJs that are coming in Amy's uh, summer camp people are gonna come over but during so to kind of feed into that ourselves the day I programmed a double feature of meatballs and <laughs> wet hot American summer. Oh, huh. <laughs> that so, is great. So the idea is you can come, you can, if you're going to Amy's summer camp at 612, which you should, it's super awesome. Mm -hmm. Great, go do that. And you'll come, they're actually going to come and catch wet hot American summer with us and then do the dance. Or if you'd prefer to have like the lazy indoor version of an adult <laughs> summer camp, you can just come watch <laughs> Meatballs true. and hang out. Meatballs, isn't that with Chris, Chris Makepeace? Isn't that uh, uh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray and yeah. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh, that just, I yeah. don't think I've ever wow. seen it. I don't think I've ever seen Meatballs. I think either. I saw it as a kid and have very, very. All I can, I think it was, I think it was Bill Murray and Chris Makepeace. I don't know if you guys know Chris Makepeace. Um, did My Bodyguard with, uh, you don't remember My Bodyguard, dude? Uh, Joan Cusack, um, uh, Matt Dillon, and um, oh, wow. and the Baldwin guy is Adam Baldwin. Oh wow! From Yes, who played my bot? Who played the bodyguard? Um, and not not actually a Baldwin brother, but yes, Adam Jane, Baldwin, the yes. non-Baldwin. Jane, Baldwin. correct. Yeah. Um, I uh, mean Jane from. And and so Firefly. I've actually kind of followed Adam Baldwin's career. Love him since my bodyguard, which is again um, Ruth Gordon is in that. Uh, if you know her from Harold and Maude. Um, 
my bodyguard you have to see this movie okay. um, I'll have to go check it out and it is a, an amazing movie um it's just incredible and most people have completely and utterly forgotten about it because it is not it doesn't fall into any kind of a category where it is any kind of uh, cult classic but it was one of my favorites as a kid and Joan Cusack plays a very small role in it a very she tiny has role my whole heart. Um, like, yeah I will watch her do um, all these characters and the, the one character you thought would be eventually grow up to be a, this huge star was Chris Makepeace who didn't do who anything didn't. he made a couple of movies and and again I think in meatballs but that was he was a kid teen actor That's who then so disappeared funny. forever um, so and, and that's crazy. Yeah. Going back, what time on the movies before the dance? Uh, it's and what six time? o'clock on Meatballs. Oh wait, no, that's wrong. Uh, it's three o'clock. Yes, I okay. closed my calendar already. <laughs> Sorry, so many things. Yeah, it's uh, not like you're doing anything this week. Yeah, so four thirty at Meatballs, six thirty for oh. Hot American Summer, and then we'll kick off the dance party pretty much immediately after awesome. Hot American Summer. Okay, it's so like a basically adult prom. Yeah, it's it's that it's that quint it's that stereotypical like end of the summer camp movie dance, dance where the other ca- the girls camp where comes the girls across camp the river yeah. and, and everybody's awkward. I and love that idea. So that's that's kind of the vibe we're going for. Yeah, awesome. And six twelve um, is amazing if you guys haven't checked it out. The yeah, farmers market please. is on point. Yeah, please go do that. That's Hi, that's Hi, the one Farmer over Paul. It, mm-hmm. Paseo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, what what a what a month. I that's mean, a crazy my month. My gosh. But it's funny you we talked about Puppet Master earlier, and then you just referenced Harold and Maude, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know how much time we have left, but I'm gonna we have plenty. Go for it. I want to hear your story about yes. Puppet Master. So I, it's all about Dead Center. Like yeah. I, I've been working for Dead Center for years now, doing technical stuff for them, and I never get to see films because I'm always just being Behind drawn the somewhere scenes. else. Things. Mm-hmm. But this year I actually got to see movies, and so the first movie I ever fully watched at Dead Center is this movie called Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. Mm-hmm. And this is a new. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, so there are like twelve <laughs> Puppet Master movies out there. This is a new parallel universe Puppet Master that re kind of reboots the thing. It brings back the the main antagonist of Andre Toulon. Note mm-hmm. the uh, pronunciation. Toulon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it is one of the goriest, most hilarious. Is it like super over the top gory? Are we talking old Peter Jackson way, or worse? Way it has been likened to that multiple times. To, to what? Uh, Peter Jackson. I just looked this up the other oh day. Oh my gosh! Dead, uh, Dead alive. Dead alive. One of but the goriest yes, films ever made. There are something like twenty-seven deaths. They used. They use more blood than like there's like a record, it, it like won a record or anything. But yeah, there okay. are, there are some creative deaths unlike anything I've ever seen in this movie. <laughs> wow. And are they realistic or is it the, is it very dead alive? Like I've actually not seen Dead Alive, so I don't know the reference. It's references. really campy. There, some of them like, are campy, but some Army of them of are darkness. very very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't say anything about it because it, there's just some insane stuff in there, but. Did you, you have enjoy to see this it? Movie. Oh, it was freaking hilarious. And yeah. it's starring Thomas Lennon. Yeah. And so like it is one of the funniest the the one-liners in this movie are just perfect. The comedic timing are perfect. We I mean the audience was just going and shouting and the whole time. Alex, and, Alex Picard uh, she was on Dave she was on our, our show last week and she was gushing about this. I it mean, is fantastic. How, how it is. And we talked to uh we got to interview with one of the producers and she was telling us what was really special about the screening for because it's obviously the Littlest Reich. So these are little, basically tiny Nazi puppets <laughs> performing a lot of hate crimes. So you don't feel bad. 
Yeah. At all. Don't feel bad for the puppets at all. Right. Yeah. Um, but she was like, someone in your audience actually shouted out Oy vey as a response. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, it was the most perfect thing that's ever happened in one right? of our screenings. Um, yes. So, and it's a, it's, it's a, the first ever Fangoria presents. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. And apparently that's a new thing that they're going to start doing is How putting. How has that been that? Fangoria has been so around like since awesome. the early 80s. They've How... just never they actually never... produced a film. Yeah. <laughs> We've, they just now got the no, money. They've done nothing but report and, and cover <laughs> they horror just movies. Now and raised finally went, it. Hey, maybe we should make they're our like, own hey, movie. Hey, that pile of yeah. pennies we have over there. Oh I think gosh. we finally have enough. That's amazing. It's a fantastic movie. I highly, highly recommend. In fact, I'm going to get it as soon as I possibly can for Tower. Did you, did you see oh, Jurassic Games? I did not get to see Jurassic Games. That's the Games. only one that I really, I wanted to see that. So I, uh, I, I wanted to see that too. Um, as soon as you can get that for Tower, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a story I won't go into there. But um, <laughs> the other thing, you mentioned Harold and Maude. Yeah. The other film that I saw was a documentary called Hal by a, a Norman resident named Amy Scott. She graduated from OU and she did a documentary on Hal Ashby. And it is one of the most yeah, insightful documentaries really? I've ever seen. I didn't really know who Hal Ashby was. I've never seen Harold and Ma. I've never seen Being mm-hmm. There. I've never seen any of that stuff. And after watching this, I'm like, I, I don't even get to say I like film until I go watch his catalog. They, they are amazing. They, because they, yeah. he, what he was doing in the 70s was unlike anything else. And it, it goes into this. It was right at the time where Nixon messed with the antitrust laws and all of a sudden yep. the major studios were formed and it changed yeah. the scope of filmmaking and it was so fantastic. And then for it to be produced by somebody from Norman. And no kidding. It's, and it's just, called How? Yeah, my just hometown. How. I'm going to totally get it too and I want to program like a Ashby retrospective or something. Like Fantastic. These things are oh, going to come and yeah. we're going we're to show them. But it was it was fantastic. Dead Center this year has been that um, center was on, on fire this year. Or wasn't they, he? He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't literally blackballed. <laughs> he wasn't like the communism blackball. Wasn't he blackballed? Blacklisted. Blacklisted from from because of some of his stuff that he was doing. He basically the story is like this: as these studios were starting to form and take power, they were trying to get to a point where as soon as the film was shot, they took it. Yeah. And ran it from the editing home, and he was basically like, "No, screw that." Like oh you're not man, doing that. that's that's and so why, he yeah. would he would notoriously like write these letters back to the studio execs, basically telling them to f off. Yeah, like straight to their, you know, back in the day with the letters that was the straight to your face. And yeah, they did not like that. And yeah. so yeah, they they did. There was a film he was making called I don't remember. It was one of his last films that was made in the eighties, and it was taken away from him. He 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 cut a director's cut of it, and then the studio took it, and the one that was released, and everybody involved in the film says, "Yeah, what was released is not the movie that we made." Like, they they and Hal's Hal's version is apparently on an archive reel somewhere, like in UCLA or. Do you something. remember the name of the movie? Wow, I don't remember. Okay, um, I'd have to look it up. That's but on the other side of this too, I found out that he made this movie about Woody Guthrie that I've never heard of in my life, and from the shots that I saw in the documentary looks like maybe one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. I didn't even seen. know there was a movie about it. Yeah, it's a Woody Guthrie biopic. <gasps> and, um, what? I'm How gonna have do to we look not at, know about this? I don't know. Because like, this dude was, he was basically blacklisted. blacklisted. Yeah, like, um, and I'm so intrigued by it that right? like I, I'm going to bring it, I'm going to try to find it and bring it too because interestingly enough, it was the first theatrical use of the Steadicam. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. Kubrick had it, in, like yeah. it was basically this, and then The Shining was like 
the intro to the study cam. Oh my god! Which is That's a, amazing. It's a crazy thing to think that they're connected, but um, just some of the sh- like, there's a shot that they showed of like a dust storm moving into this town, and it. I mean, it like I was like, that's like Mad Max level. It looked fantastic. And yeah. I forget who the actress is that's playing Woody. I'm trying to pull it up really fast here, but I can't move fast enough. Um, but it just looked awesome, and I was like, I, I, how did I not know about this guy? Yeah. How did, how did I not, not know, know about this Woody Guthrie film? No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Eight Million Ways to Die is the movie I was talking about that was messed up by the studio. Huh. Um, Never even heard of that one. Bound for Glory. Well, I mean, if Bound for Glory is the name of the Woody Guthrie film, it was named 1976, and David Carradine played Woody Guthrie. No way. Ah. Yeah, it's like, how is this not? How how does every Oklahoman not know know this song? Like the state song in this movie. How do we not know? Well, we need to. We need to go. We need to bring um, uh, Caleb Masters in and talk about this because I wonder he he even knows about these movies. I think he. I think he was in the screening with me. Yeah. Um, You two great minds. Because yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean that would be amazing. And although Bound for Glory does sound familiar. Boy, I don't know. Um, 1976. See, that would have been about the same time that uh, I was seeing things like Bad News Bears, Silver Streak. I was uh, not born. It's got Ronnie Cox in it. Really? Ozark Blue, which I don't know who that is. I was 10 years not born. Yes. Uh, Randy Quaid is in it. Ah. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the... Yeah, it's... It actually won an Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Yeah, and... Oh, my gosh. I'm Yeah, and the, that's what I say. The the look of it was just like I was stunned by it. And it sounds like the, the movie industry kind of buried this the guy. The title so that, is it's the title of Guthrie's autobiography. Right. No, I I just mean as far as movies because I, I again I in 1976 uh, I was watching movies uh, with my father. Uh, yeah. In fact, actually, I re- remember watching Silver Streak, and we loved trailers. Even back then, I loved watching trailers, and we saw the trailer for Star Wars. I remember actually seeing the original trailer for Star Wars with my father. That's I was only awesome. like seven years old. Yeah. I barely remember anything from seven. I remember seeing this. Stuff. But I would have remembered. That's why I think this Dude, sounds this awful. Po- I'll bet you if I saw this. alone, I'd I'm remember like, it. yes, we need to watch. Yeah, you're right. I think this guy's been buried by, and we need to, we need to unearth him and yeah. bring back yeah, his, his stuff. That's amazing. Well, Har- Harold and Maude is, is one of my favorites yeah. still to this day. Uh, Bud Court, I think, is phenomenal. Ruth Gordon, just amazing. Ruth so Gordon it's always, yeah, yeah. Um, Fun fact: Apparently, Dustin Hoffman was the original target for the role of Woody Guthrie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But he wanted. I'm glad he didn't get the part. He wanted three months to rest and three months to learn to play the guitar, and they wouldn't comply with that. Mm. Well, of course, that's in the what the story that I hear about Dustin Hoffman and and, and was it running uh, the the run whatever who would movie he was in with uh, Lawrence Olivier. And um, he had to be this all sweaty and, and, and after uh, like a run. And so he did that. He ran, 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 real, real. He's a, he's a real, um, what do you call that kind of actor? The, um, method. The, the, the method actor. And so he comes in now he's all sweaty and stuff. And Lawrence Olivier looks and goes, what's the matter, boy? Can't you act? <laughs> and it's like yeah so and that should have been when he walked away and went i need to get a new job yeah um I, anyway. I love dustin hoffman don't get me wrong but yeah, I don't. yeah I, i've never cared I've, I grew, I've been an actor my whole life and i've never cared for that method acting it's like it's just synonymous for a-hole act, yeah just act period you know it's anyway, just a license to act like that's that's my last but moment i get to be on anyway. soapbox okay yeah uh, so <laughs> let's, let's run through the list i was right quick. there with you Sa- uh first off tomorrow 
Tomorrow, we've got Alien Aliens. Alien and Aliens. And these are double features, by the way. So yes. you buy one ticket. You get for all. buy one get one. Thursday night we got Black Panther. Jonesy the Cat. Big I screen. Don't know what's go happening. See, go see Alien. Go see Aliens. Aliens. Dude. And um, Thursday night we've got Black Panther. But before that, on Wednesday night we've got the which has a great the soundtrack band. as well. And we've got the band the night before that. S O B X R B E. That's amazing. Um, Basically, just go to the tower every which, night this week. That's right. Yes, uh, and then every night the next I wanna, week. Yeah. On Saturday night we've got the the the, the six twelve hangout adult daycare. Yeah. Go see meatballs. Go see and have a dance. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. that's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Then we start Sunday. Sunday with a, a never ending story. The never Flight of the Navigator story. and Dark Crystal. Right. Those are individual showings. Um, so there'll be some time in between them. And we've got Monday is Tron. Tron. Paneled mm-hmm. by Okie Geek Podcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday is... Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. <gasps> Hosted by Tunes Tunes. How That's, am I not on Harold's going to be fantastic in that. Just call um, Yeah, I'll bet she'll bring it up. <laughs> hey, Harold. He, hey, he may not have organized it yet. So. <laughs> and he also might not know what kind of a oh, fan you are. So just, you might just send, send him a tweet and say, hey, dude. Hey, dude, put me on your panel. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, we've got Clue. Clue. Ah, so exciting. Right. Um, Oki Show Show is going to be doing the panel for that. Then we've got Raiders of the Lost Ark. Correct. With Cinematropolis. And uh, and then at the end of the month, June 30th, don't forget AI and Minority Report. I yes. think that's going to be phenomenal. Fantastic. So just, I wish I could be there. It's going to be an incredible month. We're so excited about yeah. uh, all the things that Tower is doing. And when, when we had first started talking about this, uh, kind of a lead up to uh, what is, I think, one of the biggest conventions we've got certainly in central oklahoma certainly. uh with SoonerCon, the fact that the tower theater could be doing it the fact that okie okay, podcast could be a part of it i think was phenomenal and so mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing now where can people go find more information Stephen, on this uh you can visit our website which is fairly limited right now uh, we've had a little technical difficulty over there oh, but no. it's still there tower theater okc.com theater spelled t-h-e-a-t-r-e uh if you don't follow us on facebook do that um, we always create an, a Facebook event to coincide with any of the stuff we're doing at Tower with all the ticketing links right in there. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to find there. Um, and that's just Tower Theater OKC. We're on all the socials that way, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we did just decide to launch a dedicated Instagram for m- film at Tower Theater. Oh. So we now have Tower Cinema OKC what? on Instagram. That's good to know. So if you are really just hyped up about what we're doing movie-wise, Go follow that one. How could and you not be? That's amazing. Yeah, Awesome. Um, and I'll give you guys, we haven't actually even announced this yet, but we're so close, and I kind of just want to use the opportunity to promo whatever we can. July, I'm targeting music films. Ooh. Um, so yeah. actually, School of Rock, please. I'm going to try. I don't know. It, it's on the list, but I'm I will, the look on Steven's face was so worth that right there. Because my think? face was doing it on the inside. School and of he's, Rock. It has Jack Black. It's I love, awesome. I love School of I love Rock. It. It's on it's, my list, but I only have so many days. Yeah. And it, it will get cut if I because I have some really great stuff happening. Um, one, I'm trying to get the Woody Guthrie pick for that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to try to add that in. Um, but the reason I'm doing this is I'm kicking it off because we actually get to participate in the premiere of the 50th anniversary 4K remaster of Yellow Submarine. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. So July movie. 8th and 9th, we haven't it's not on the website, you won't see anything about this yet, but July 8th and 9th we are having we're hosting the 50th brand new remaster of Yellow Submarine. Wow. Um and when that opportunity came about and we booked it, I was like, okay, well, July yeah. is about music. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I've is. got some other stuff. I'm trying to do the Leonard Skinner documentary that mm-hmm. actually did center was I'm I grew up listening to Leonard Skinner because my dad. That's what yeah, because sure. your parents. You always listen yeah, to your dude. parents. And I had my opinions of Leonard Skinner in this documentary completely changed my mind. Really? On band. I'm not yeah. saying that like I'm a super fan or anything, but, but I now respect what they were. But I also learned that similarly to the Beatles. Leonard Skinner existed for about seven years, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The it, Thirty it, it, yeah. plus yeah, years since is like... not is not the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, well, you, I mean, yeah. If you get Free Bird and yeah. Sweet Home Free Alabama oh, and all these kind so of movies that have lived forever, um, and you don't realize that it was a very the short-lived band. You again, just like the Beatles, they only lasted for seven years. Yeah, I mean, and and they were a group of musicians that rehearsed eight hours a day in a yeah. shed in the middle of a swamp and would not leave it until they were perfected. Mm-hmm. And then you find out the whole Southern band Confederate flag thing. thing. It was just a marketing ploy by yeah. their record label. And was like, it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like, we didn't care. We didn't even know that was going to happen. Yeah. They were on stage one day playing and the flag dropped behind them. And they were like, what? And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we're kind of taking this new angle with you being this Southern band oh and like God, leaning imagine? into it. Oh and I was like, gosh. after all these revelations, I was like, Holy crap! Because that's one. That's the one of the parts of like Sweet Home Alabama. I have some them. serious problems with because right. some of the lyrics. I'm like, um, you know, um, but I and I didn't really care. I know Freebird's a little different. I mean, I love that song, but I had a lot of problems with Sweet Home Alabama because of that. If I I did not know, I didn't either. I walked like I said. I walked out of. The, I saw that. I actually saw the documentary at South by when I was down there with the Dead Center folks, and I walked out of it going, "Oh my gosh, I've." I did not know who that band was. Yeah. I had no idea. No kidding. Um, so it's a great documentary. Are you guys going to try? I'm going to try to get that yeah. too. I'm, oh, I've, yeah. I've connected with most of these producers and I'm trying to get, um, trying to get those films in. And then I've got some the, ideas for the, the rest of the Unwritten, maybe. Have you I seen that know. one? I haven't seen that. Oh, it's the Clash one. It's the uh, Joe Strummer biopic. I'm trying to do a couple documentaries. Just, I mean. I got a couple of like rock exactly. operas that I'm looking at. And I got, oh, yeah. And then some movies that are have just. You heard, have you watched <coughs> Repo, the genetic opera? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. That off is mic. Fantastic. We'll discuss this. I'm thinking of some, some things a little more. No, you know, you do, the it's a trauma musical. You know, do you oh, know the commitments? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fabulous. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. Oh, the commitments. The that's commitments a, a fabulous. Movie. The movie. soundtrack is. That's. I mean, I'm, anyway. I'm. My short list is like almost famous. That thing yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, oh, that thing. The you Who do. or the to- Tommy. <gasps> Tommy? Tommy's the Who. Oh, which the Who's Tommy? The, 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 Tommy. Yeah, because they're not. They haven't made. They. I don't understand why they've never actually made uh, a movie version of the. The, the the Broadway musical, which I actually think is I I love the the original with with Roger Daltrey, but the actual one that went on Broadway is so much better uh, than what they put out in that movie forty years ago. I yeah, um, maybe that's why. Um, and but it, I, somebody it needs to remake it because I actually was backstage working as dresser for the Tommy for the Who's Tommy when it came to lyric. Of course you were. And it oh, was, yeah. and that was awesome. back like 1998, I would say. And it was phenomenal. Um, so much better because it's still the music, yeah. but you've actually got people playing these roles 
Um, and, and it's, it's really good, but it's still a great movie back, yeah. you know, even though it is almost 50 years old and I don't know when or where, but I'm going to show the wall because yes. Oh, another fabulous movie. <laughs> I, I need to and hear why that. Why do they stuff. never play the good tracks off of it? Like if you randomly catch the classic oh, yeah, record, it's always you always hear, we don't need too. another. Yeah, it, yes, exactly. it is. Yes, it is. Exactly. Or, it's um, never mother. It's never thin ice. Mother, it's sorry. Dirty woman the or whatever. The right? Yeah. Nobody that's, home. Never any of that. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, that's a good great album. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> great album. Right. Great movie. But yeah. yeah, so that's pay We're attention for July. Made. That's July. coming. Yay! And follow t- uh, Tower Cinema. Tower OKC. Cinema OKC on on the old Instagram. That's, yeah, it's uh, gonna be so much fun. I love Tower Theater. I'm so glad you guys are back. I oh, say that all the time. Love, and we I love you guys. Yep. All right, so that's gonna do it for our show because we've gone over an hour. Uh, you <laughs> and you us. have patiently listened to it all because it's been amazing. Yeah. Plus, you got that exclusive there. Here. You got exclusive. Yeah. Yep. That you're not hearing that anywhere else. Yeah. That's right ha, here ha, ha. on the Okie Geek Podcast. You can find us on our website, okiegeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me on the Twitterverse at Weva. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. And Nikki? You can find me on the Okie Geek Facebook page and on Twitter at Retro Robinson. Steven, if people wanted to follow you personally, where would they find you? Uh, they can find me pretty much everywhere at Steven Tyler with no E's, S-T-P-H-N-T-Y-L-R. Or of course, Tower Theater. Okay, has so. a vowel shortage. That's on. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and he couldn't. He couldn't afford a vowel. It's like, <laughs> it's like my favorite. Um, you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Uh, be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Stephen Tyler, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.